Uh oh. That sound. I wish you could change the like the person. <laughs> Maybe you can. I'm just not tech savvy about it. Maybe not. You know, um, I had a friend who used to have uh, one of those be before everybody had, you know, uh, uh, you know, satellite apps on their phone to yeah. get directions and stuff, you know, like uh, Google Maps and stuff. Uh, and, and people would put those big Garmin things on their dash. Yeah. So he had one of those things, um, but he got the Mr. T voice. <laughs> and it was just awesome. It's just turn left. <laughs> and if you missed a turn, he's like, turn around, man. Pain. What's your prediction, Clover? Like, pain. I predict you need to take a left on Broadway, go three blocks. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. It's good to be back with you, man. Yeah, man. This is a brand uh, new segment, a hilarious brand new segment. <laughs> arbiters of what is it? Bad taste. That's right. <laughs> I think it's good taste. I'm not, you know, but it's maybe to a lot of people pretty bad. <laughs> you know, I think we are going to have a surprisingly divisive opinion <laughs> about last night's film. Yes. Uh, because you and I tend to agree so much on, yeah. on you know, these things. Um but uh, we should tell people what we what we watched yeah. first before. Yeah, so we're reviewing we movies it. every month, and yeah. uh, what a way to kick it off! <laughs> I mean, real seriously, what a way to kick it off! Rocky <laughs> Four director's cut. Some new scenes. We're going to talk about these new scenes, and uh, I mean, if you haven't watched yeah. Rocky Four, I'm not sure where you've been in your life. You may have. You know, uh, Shannon kind of watched it with me last night, and. <laughs> She she has no memory for it, you know. Yeah. So so she was like, so do you actually recognize? Because I hadn't watched it, and I don't I don't even know how long. Yeah, me too. And she, she and, and she was like, so did you recognize what was new and what was? I was like, oh yeah, most. Oh definitely. yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew every <laughs> second, every word that was every every little cut that that was nuanced yeah. in there. And sometimes they were really little too, you know. Sometimes they were sometimes and, and uh sometimes they were so small that i questioned the necessity of putting <laughs> them there right yeah some scenes were legit other scenes um you know the, the guy i felt worse for was paulie yeah if you went into this movie and and either you didn't you weren't a big fan of the other movies, so you didn't really remember the characters that well, or this was your first Rocky experience, which if, if Rocky four is your first Rocky experience, <laughs> let me apologize to all of you. <laughs> that should not be your first Rocky experience, no. you know? No. Um, but uh, you know, I felt bad for Pauly because I was, just, if you went into this, like I said, without watching the previous films or just not being a fan, so you don't, recognize the characters right away you'd have no idea who this guy is it's true <laughs> who is this guy and what does he do and exactly. when they're walking to the the final fight and paulie has this emotional right. heart to heart with rocky you're just like where's this coming from you have no background about him you're like <laughs> no there's nothing you get you get nothing for him and so anyway i felt bad for 
just his character because in the movie it has zero arc in this yeah. cut yeah it does he has yeah. nothing to do and and his one moment to kind of shine and you also have to remember he was nominated for an oscar in the, for the original rocky right right so this is a guy who can act and he gets this one moment to act <laughs> in this cut and it feels really awkward because you're just like what is who is this guy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why like is, he's just why a hanger on around Rocky. You know, yeah. Yeah, you think he's just some bum hanger on guy. There's Which a lot he kind of, of is. He kind of, yeah. But 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 you more gotta, to it. Yeah, but you gotta but you know, you gotta get this build to it, you know. Yeah. Because his arc and you know, when you get to finally to the the film Rocky Balboa. Yep. Which is Technically, what Rocky six six is that yeah what it is? five was like the Tommy Gunn one I think yeah <laughs> terrible. But by the time you get there, you have such heartbreaking moments with the Polly character yeah where he talks about how all of his memories of of Adrian and stuff like that are bad because he treated her bad right right so he just has all this remorse and regret around these memories so he doesn't want to relive those memories so this is a character that has a lot of profound depth to yes. him and the one of the big reasons i bring that up first is because i thought his character was emblemic of this film mm. that it has the least depth of any of the rocky films. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good still i <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, uh, when I was watching it again last night, I, I, I told Shannon, this is the MTV version of Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, just, I mean, because there's at least two music videos in this film. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like mean, full on songs the whole way through. Man. Yeah. And I and love it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're fun songs. But it just shows how. So, I'm going to go right into the criticisms. Of All right, this just film, do okay? it. Okay, I'm just going to tear it apart, tear and then apart. we can talk about what's good. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, this movie has so little to stand on that it is completely dependent upon your nostalgia for the other films. Right. Right. And it shows this again and again by leaning on footage from the previous films or repeating things that were said in previous films and so i i, I guess at this point rocky had so little to say yeah yeah <laughs> that we just had to repeat what we had in other films and then fill up the space in between those moments with music videos <laughs> 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 you know, which which really does the film a disservice because it has the potential of so many things yeah. and that's that's why i think that's why it's so recognizable how much this movie falls short because you know sylvester sloan goes back and he re-edits the film and he adds this extra footage and it's supposed to add depth and clarity to the right. film I don't think it really did any of it. I think I got <laughs> everything that that was said in these extra footage. Yeah. I think I already got that you already out of the original cut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And so while it was maybe a little bit interesting to see some of the footage that was cut, it would kind of just prove that there was a reason it was cut. Exactly. Yeah. It <laughs> wasn't know? that necessary for the film, you know? Yeah. It's like, no, we got it. We got we get it. it. You know, we didn't, we didn't need an extra scene of you talking about it. Yeah. I, I wanted extra scenes. I wanted lots more scenes of people just talking. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, people, that's where the Rocky movies really do well. It has a lot of it's, heart. Yeah. Yeah. When people just have heart to heart conversations, those are the great moments in Rocky movies. You know, and yeah, the, the fight scenes and, and they can be exciting and they can be exhilarating and, and things like that. But, you know, the reason Rocky one was nominated for Oscars wasn't for the great fight choreography and things like that. It was because the film had so much heart and it was about characters and it right. was about people and their lives and and overcoming extreme obstacles and you yeah. can tell by this movie by rocky four you know just by how they hype the drago character yeah how they make him this indestructible superhuman being <laughs> that they've really taken rocky as far as he can go as far as that kind of story yeah. arc goes of like overcoming the odds right now we've gone into cartoon and it really plays out especially the final fight. I got to say, yeah. to me, it played out like Monty Python. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like King yeah. Arthur and the Black Knight, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was like, how much damage can a person do and right. still keep standing? Yeah. And it, it but the, the way it came off silly is because there was no boxing. No. There was, because there was, you didn't see any skill. You saw two guys blatantly putting their heads out for the other guy to punch. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yeah. Hey, you hit me and I'm going to hit you. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see who falls down first. You know? <laughs> now I don't want to sound too woke, <laughs> but to me, this movie is emblemic of the problem with sliced alone. And that's mm. toxic masculinity, the toxic mm. masculinity that he embraces and he embraces in the culture of these films. Yeah. All right, to, to, to extra prove the point that there's no way anybody could take even a handful of those punches in real of life. Course. Yeah. To, pr to prove that point and to, and to demonstrate the toxic masculinity involved in the culture of Sylvester Stallone's films, they have this thing where they, they, they stand there and take punches on set, you know, and, and you probably know this story really yeah. well, where Dolph Lundgren, you know, Stallone's like, punch me. We all got to go through it. Yeah. We're going to stand here and take a punch. Dolph Lundgren punches him and Sly ends up in the hospital and they have to stop production for a yeah. while because <laughs> one punch from Dolph Lundgren puts you in the hospital. Yeah. So the only realistic part of this movie is that Apollo dies from getting punched right. by Dolph Lundgren that many times. He <laughs> yeah. dies right. and he doesn't even make it through two rounds and he's right. dead. Of That's course. the only realistic part of this movie. Yeah, most definitely. It's kind of like I was telling Michelle, I was like, 
I mean, there's just no way like you could survive anything like this. Like, <laughs> like, like the first round would be over. Like it'd be like a actual Mike Tyson fight back in the eighties where the guy gets destroyed through the ropes. And you're like, well, that was a good 35 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what, but it's a movie, you know, like, you know, yeah, it, it is a movie, but, but, you know, we, we're four movies into this now <laughs> yeah. and we're just like, all right, you know, <laughs> there's only one moment that I can think of in any Rocky movie where, where defense yeah. is highlighted and that's right. Rocky three. Right. When Rocky turns the tables on Clubber Lang. He turns the tables on him, yeah. And he actually bobs and weaves. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, away from a bunch of punches from the, the now tired Clubber Lang, right. which is another great part about that Rocky Three movie is that it showed that Clubber Lang was exhausted after throwing his best punches. In, th in the third round, he was too exhausted to right. keep punching. Right. But this Rocky Four thing <laughs> has him go what fifteen rounds? Does it have him go the full fifteen? It goes the full thing to the end. Yeah, to the end. <laughs> to the end. And they're still punching like Hard, they're man. in the first round. Yeah, you know they're not just like because we've all seen boxing. If boxing goes yeah. fifteen rounds, nobody's punching hard. No, you're just no. looking for an opening to try and score a point here and there. People and are holding each other. The they're time. clutching yeah, all just, the time. Yeah, you're dancing. You're you're yeah. holding each other. You're slow dancing. <laughs> I always want to put on like some really romantic music. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> like not much happening here. They're just trying to survive at this point. Both people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know. And to the movie's credit at the beginning of the 15th round it by then it, it 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 showed that Dolph Lundgren isn't such a bad guy right he's also he's like a Russian Rocky you know right. he wants to go the distance he wants to be the best yeah and he's come up against this guy Rocky who you know he he describes as he's like punching iron he's you not know? human he's like a <laughs> yeah. piece of iron <laughs> so now he's come up against you know this yeah. great mountain to overcome the only thing that could have saved this movie to me all right let's hold on i gotta set this up too okay the speech at the end i know i know i've seen a lot of people changing here tonight <laughs> if i can change anyone can change at no point in rocky four does rocky change no let's just get that straight no, right now change. there's no. no character arc to this no to this, no, no to this person no in right he doesn't start at a place of not wanting to fight and then fighting and then you know not wanting to fight anymore no, no the whole way through the the only the only excuse they ever give in the movie to not fight is because it's dangerous right it's not because they've grown as human beings <laughs> yeah it's no. not because they've become like the peaceful warrior sure you know sure it's but just you, that I think that's their wives are though. scared for them. That's they are. It. But I, you know, I thought actually there's a lot of themes in there. Okay. From, from my point of view, watching this at this age had a different feeling for me than watching it in my thirties versus watching it in my twenties in the sense of like, I understood the themes more of this kind of warrior theme that Apollo had like, Hey, I'm nothing. If I'm not a fighter, you know, going out of the spotlight, I think yeah. this sense of feeling irrelevant if you're not on top or people aren't paying attention to you is very relevant for today's culture of people. 
who often feel irrelevant if nobody's watching their videos yeah, or liking their liking things. Their, like, yeah. you know, and I was like, I can see that parallel on some level, you know? Here's what's interesting. Okay, so I've been, you know who Jordan Peterson is? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I, I can't go down that road right now because that'll yeah. take up the rest of our I conversation. I understand what all, that means, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, but what I, the reason I bring him up is because uh, I've talked to a couple of people recently who are big fans of his. Mm -hmm. And you can guess that I'm not. Yes. That's why I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not either, just so you know. So, to me, he embraces those parts of toxic masculinity and things like that, that I'm, I'm really against. So, but there, there's a lot more to it than that, but, and I don't want to go down it right now, but what I want to say is that when people have told me what they get out of what he's saying, I'm sitting there thinking, you're getting that out of it because you're already a better person than he, than his philosophy is. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So you're already a better person than this movie is. So yeah. you're able to get that from it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this movie doesn't really explore that. I agree. It talks about it. It does. It mentions it, <laughs> but it doesn't delve into it and resolve it and give us any kind of hypo alternate hypothesis. Right. You know, uh, so having said that, here's the only way the movie could have been successful to me. And there's no way to re-edit this except for like computer generating everything. Yeah. But it's in the 15th round. Drago and Rocky both decide to stop fighting. Ooh. Yes. I like That's that. the only way. That's like the only that. way that this movie is it would be able to resolve any of its malfunctioning you know, people yeah. and give them actual growth, show, demonstrate yeah. that anybody in this movie has grown at all. Right. One iota, you know? Yeah. I think it's the mentioning, like you said, like there's a lot of themes also kind of like nationalism yep. and, you know, this United America versus Russia. And almost like at this point in time, people are galvanized together as Americans against Russia mm -hmm. and then like in many ways looking at it now Americans are galvanized against each other in many ways it's so strange like we had yeah. this patriotism feels different then versus now in the way it was mentioned and stuff you know type of thing I, I still think most Americans think they're anti-Russian right but I don't know if they know why <laughs> I agree with that totally and it's interesting that we had a previous president that actually encouraged Russian hackers to hack into, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the DMC, you know, right. uh, yeah, and, and to, uh, I said that wrong. I'm thinking run DMC <laughs> anyway, to hack <laughs> into the democratic convention <laughs> and to Hillary's emails and stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, and, and and so we we've had uh, uh, that portion of the country that I think would normally be the most anti-communist, mm. anti-Russian, now actually supporting somebody who supports Russia meddling in our elections. Right, right. At least vocally. Right, right. It, you know. Yeah. 
and you say it out loud, you say it on international television and web streaming and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, it, it, but, but people are still supporting the person who supports Russia, who supports right. them hacking our stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird time to be alive. It is. It is. Because <laughs> I watch that and you see any like 80s movie. And this is like indicative of 80s movies. There's so much of like us against other countries. Like yes. that Americans unite, it's kind of this Red Dawn thing, this Patriots, you know, it's made fun of in funny 80s movies and stuff. We're Patriots, yeah. but it like meant something different versus now it's like a strange version of patriotism. It's like a weird rabbit hole version of it. It's like, well, you, you're part of, you're technically American too, but like, I don't like you. <laughs> like, yeah, because <laughs> there's so much distrust. Yes in our own country and in our own neighbors yeah if your neighbor has a different political point of view than you yeah then they're the enemy now yeah oh and yeah uh my younger brother is doing his uh doctorate work in musicology so it would sound it sounds kind of weird but he's actually um because of the subject matter that he's been doing he's actually been doing an extreme amount of study about communism russia interesting all that all that stuff um because the you know the arts and politics are you know so interlocked yeah and interwoven and and this rocky four movie uh shows that you know we were we were at the height of the i, I can't remember what year rocky four originally came out do you remember? i was looking up all the rockies action i i kept because i remember the first one was 76 and the second one was 79 yeah it was in the 80s at some point i just it had to be mid 80s yeah um i mean you you know it's the mid 80s by the soundtrack yeah which um, i'm telling you i'm a huge fan of the soundtrack yeah. i know some people are like this is so cheesy but man i mean I'm like really into it <laughs> like, so if I can give any, you know, the, my first positive that I'm going to really okay. give my, my, my first real positives okay. for this movie is that I went running this morning with my wife and just without even wanting it, without asking for it, the, the workout music from the montage <laughs> just starts playing in my head. It's great. And you know, if anything's gonna um, inspire somebody to get in shape, just watch the Rocky movies, man. Watch it, man. Just, just, and and you can fast forward through everything except the training yeah. montages. Just oh. watch those training montages, <laughs> and you know, and you're you're gonna be like, yeah, time to go running. Time to know? get this going. <laughs> Even like part three was like the Clubber Lang deal, and when he goes to like you know basically the hood, and he's training. Yeah. Like that's a that's kind of when the montage really kicked off, you know. Yeah. And then they just try to like supercharge it in four and be like, we're gonna make it medieval, like we're gonna contrast <laughs> like this medieval training versus this high technology, yeah. Russian training, you know, where he's getting juiced. Also, <laughs> like the steroid <laughs> shot was the best. I was like, look at the steroid shot. Yeah, which once again, you know, is another one of those things where they mention it. But I mean, steroids are a huge deal, of course, in, in all sports, you know, yeah. um, well, not all sports. I don't know of any basketball players juicing. Right. But, you know, 
in, but in they a make lot inference of to it like just through the scene and you're thinking like okay you're supposed to know okay this is why he's superhuman kind of like because he's, yeah he's juicing you know but they well, don't we discuss know of a lot of real reports of um you know russia just being really guilty of this over right. years. I, don't, right. I don't think they're unique but they might be uniquely um guilty yeah you know while other countries yeah might might dabble they're really into it they're at the buffet you know? man yeah <laughs> <laughs> and at least that's that, that those are the things that you know articles i've read in the past about that uh, yeah. i think i was reading some of those articles especially when the um uh armstrong you know thing yeah yeah he got all of his medals taken away and stuff like that for for juicing and stuff like yeah. that which is an interesting discussion in and of itself you know yeah. To be like, uh, I mean, if everybody's doing it, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's yeah, uh, it's yeah, for sure. Sports are we're in a we're in a really strange time for sports too. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to see where sports has come and where it's going because you know, uh, it used to be race was a huge thing in, yeah. in sports, you know, mm -hmm. to try and be like a black person in America and, and actually get onto a professional team. And yeah. Um, so civil rights sports was a, has been a stage for civil rights. It's been a stage uh, more lately for like LGBTQ equality, you know, who can race and, you know, uh, right. you know, how, how many male hormones can you have before you're, you know, right. not a female contestant anymore, I guess, is yeah, one yeah, of the questions people sure. are asking. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of room in these movies to to go into that and and for like this Rocky movie to actually talk about that. But it never does. It just shows the no. scene. Yeah. And and then you're supposed to infer that from that scene, these people are bad. Yeah. Even though the American fighters are juicing, too. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and then there's an aspect of like you can see that drago was just a puppet for russia and yeah and you learn in the later movies that after he loses he essentially goes into tr extreme poverty with his son and it's a big fall and I, I did like that they in the later one that they discussed that you know with his son and the whole emotional thing with brigitte nelson's yep. character abandoning the family the whole thing they try to give it more depth then but in four it's kind of like okay there's something going on between drago and the government yeah you know like yeah cbr yeah cbr <laughs> you know i i guess i just want too much out of these movies <laughs> i'm one of these people who just i guess when i go into them i've already invested too much into the into them and i'm always walking away disappointed in that yeah. latest creed movie that had drago and his son in it yeah no offense to anybody okay because they're all capable actors but the creed storyline in that yeah. movie i found just boring as hell <laughs> and it's not the fault of the actors maybe right. it's the fault of the writing the directing i don't know what fault it is but the only interesting part of that movie is drago and his son right and unfortunately, I mean, if you were to combine all the moments that are in it together, I mean, you're probably in it for like 20 minutes. That's true. Yeah. So they're not given the time. But I mean, from what you just said, you know, uh, 
he's he's the face of Russian sports and then he loses to Rocky and then he goes into extreme poverty and the wife abandons the family. Yeah. Isn't that the story you want to hear about? That's a great story, man. Like that is the story we want to hear about. Yeah. We don't want to just get it, you know, just have it mentioned. Yeah. You know, we want yeah. to actually see that story. Yeah. We want a Drago movie. <laughs> you know, seriously. <laughs> I mean, Come on. <laughs> once again, you know, no offense to any of the actors because I think I, I like them all, like Mike, Michael B. Jordan and everything like sure. that. Yeah. Great actor. Awesome choice to play Apollo Creed's son. Right. The first Creed movie I was a big fan of. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, uh, the, the second one, though, I just felt like once again, kind of like what I said with Rocky four, where they had taken the character where it needed to go already. Yeah. There's nowhere else to go. So you have to make it kind of cartoony. Right. Right. I felt that about the whole desert training montage for, <laughs> for his character, for yeah. the Adonis character. I was like, well, yeah. this is really silly and cartoony. But, I did. You know. I thought the same thing. I was like, this is like a recreation, but in a bad way. It's like yeah. not that good. Like, yeah. He's supposed to keep running on this desert highway when, that's like the most unhealthy thing he could do. <laughs> yeah. It takes all sports science and throws it out yeah, the window. Yeah, it's like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. Which goes back to my point about this last fight in Rocky IV. Uh, they, they try to show how Rocky has trained to become so tough. Right. But guess what? There's no training for <laughs> concussion. There, there's no amount of training you can do yeah. that will stop a concussion once you've been punched that hard in the head. No. That's no. <laughs> so, so this training montage has really been pointless after <laughs> the first time he's been punched in the head. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you can't, I mean, maybe that, I, you would know better than I can. Is there some kind of training I can do to toughen up my forehead? <laughs> no to make it harder no. against punches <laughs> no i think you either have some some guys have great chins and girls or yeah. you know and they i think that just they just do you know there's just you yeah, have they're tough. like a they're great, tough they're to knock out tough. they don't get enough some people are so hard to knock out it's like man they're taking massive punishment but i yeah. think those people are really rare those are rare people. I mean, you're going to go get put to sleep real quick with one massive punch, you know? Yeah. You know, there's a footage from the first Creed movie. Yeah. Where once again, they do the thing where Michael B. Jordan has to take the punch. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, he's knocked out. Yeah. He flops unconscious in one punch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because if you're punched by a real fighter who knows what they're doing, you're out, man. You're out. It doesn't matter how big and how tough you are. You get punched in the face unguarded <laughs> by somebody who really knows how to punch. You're out. You're out. Yeah, I love this side, but you you like you really want the realism behind it. I think <laughs> I want that too, but on some level, I'm just like, it's okay that it's like not real on some level, because you know, it's just it's just entertainment. But I get yeah. the like I also was sitting and saying the same thing. Oh, he'd be knocked out. With one punch but then on the <laughs> yeah. other hand there's something about maybe my childhood and the feeling of like you want these big comebacks these yeah. kind of like these big stories and i know a lot of people that are not like us like they just want a movie where things get blown up like they don't care about the plot they just want things yeah. to explode all the time yeah. uh, i can appreciate that sometimes but i also want some story with it too you know 
Yeah, I, you know, I want characters that I can invest in and they sure. don't have to be, I, I'll mention the Lethal Weapon movies. Ah, yes. Those are really cartoony. That's completely. <laughs> you know, but the chemistry between the characters in those movies yeah. is so great. And the fact that um, the uh, Murtaugh, is that his name? Yeah. That he's almost dead at the end of all of them. Like every one of them, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it at least displays a little bit of realism to where it's like, yeah, he might have survived that, but he's in a lot of pain and he's in the <laughs> hospital. Right. You know, and he's... Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you know what's but, interesting is like that was the criticism of like the Man of Steel and some super like it like Zack Snyder created a movie that were like oh Superman killed somebody and actually like there was all this collateral damage like people died buildings were destroyed where in other like a lot of movies you have to suspend your disbelief like nobody dies in these big fight scenes like there's no humans that die on the side of the movie. Yeah no building falls and nobody dies and stuff. And, you know, I think it's like, do you want it to be like more realistic, like real life, or do you want it to be like a fantasy to take your mind off your reality that, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that's interesting. You bring that up because maybe my criticism of Rocky four is so harsh because I've got, uh, you know, um, what, what, what do you call it? Superhero exhaustion. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. I do. Yeah, I do. I saw the Eternals and I was like, man, I don't think so. <laughs> we watched as a family, we watched uh, Shang-Chi recently. I didn't watch that one. Um, it, you know, it's it's worth watching. Okay. Um, it's fun. Once again, all the good moments happen outside of the action sequences. <laughs> and, and, and that is not a criticism of the action sequences yeah. per se. But let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. So we watched this movie and you've probably seen by the previews that they have, you know, the bamboo construction material fight scene on the side yeah. of the building. Well, it's cool and all, but then I show my kids, Jackie Chan did this 20 years ago, Yeah, you yeah. know, and he, he did it without computers and he yeah. did it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was way cooler because we've had this discussion before where special effects can have, can, can I, I don't want to say something so blanket as do one of two things, but for the most part, what I see them do is one of two things. They either enhance creativity or they take it away. Yeah. Because we'd rather see something superhuman happen then something human and creative happened. And that's where I'm going to bring Jackie Chan back into this because yeah. we watched the Shang-Chi and then I showed my kids because they didn't remember them very well. I was like, do you guys remember a movie called Rumble in the Bronx? Oh, man. And they didn't remember it that well. So I was just like, "Let's." I just want you guys to refresh your guys' memory, just one fight scene. And it's the fight scene where he goes to the, the gang's yep. kind of hideout place. And he starts with just fighting the gang leader on the pool table, but then it turns into an all out brawl. He's fighting everybody and he's, he's not superhuman. Right. The punches hurt when he falls down. 
you feel so much pain for Jackie Chan when he falls down and he, yes. you know, and, and you see the pain in his face and probably he really did get hurt. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> because he's doing it, you know? He's doing it. Um, but the creativity in those fight scenes is so off the charts. I mean, in that one fight scene alone, there's more creativity in that one fight scene than in all the fight scenes of all the Marvel movies put right. together. Yeah. In DC, by far DC. Of course. DC is so uncreative with its superheroes' <laughs> powers. So. I mean, at least Marvel is actually uses, characters use their powers in very creative ways. Yeah. In yeah. ways that oftentimes you weren't expecting them to be used. And I applaud Marvel for doing that because DC hasn't done that a single time. Yeah. <laughs> you sure. know? Um, but once again, with, with Rocky, once again, in Rocky Four, there's no great strategy like there was in Rocky Three, Right. Or Rocky... Uh, is it the original or the second one where he decides to train Southpaw? Or, or the opposite. He decides... He's a southpaw and he decides yeah, to train the opposite to throw Apollo yeah. off. Yeah, I thought it was the you know? second one, but maybe it was the first one. It's been a long time, but yeah. in one of those, he trains yeah. opposite to what he normally is yeah. to throw Apollo off his game. So there's a real strategy there. For Rocky right. Three, they have a whole game plan of yeah. how they're going to take, you know, it's got to be speed. You can't stand toe to toe to him. You right. can't take yeah. those punches. You've got to use defense. You've got to use, you know, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, they broke him down. You know, a real skill set. They And Rocky actually becomes a fighter, whereas That's before right. he was an athlete with tremendous heart. Right. Rocky III becomes a fighter. Right. You know, right. he becomes a chess player, which, which is what all the good boxers are. That's exactly right. <clears throat> and in Rocky IV, there's no strategy. <laughs> The strategy is, is, to, strategy. <laughs> is to become invincible. Is to train yourself yeah. to become a superhuman being, which is impossible to do. You can't do enough training to become superhuman, no. <laughs> to be able to take that much damage. There's no amount of training <laughs> that can help you do that. So there's no strategy. There's no strategy at all. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's just very interesting to see, you know, that to me, lack of creativity once again, yeah. you know, in, in this Rocky four movie where it's just like, Rocky's just a blunt instrument to hit and yes. be hit. Yes. What do you think about <laughs> Apollo's character? Like, I, I always love Apollo's character, kind of the showman, the guy who talks a lot of trash, you know, is from like, he is you know, he's just, I just love his character, but I also love his intensity. Yes. You know, when he's like, there is no tomorrow. Yeah. You no, know, just all this, like this raw emotion, like guys like us, Rocky, you know, we're born like this. Yep. You know, this is in us, you know, and it's like, I felt that when he yes. said that. Even if you don't agree with him, you feel right. You know, he believes it and he, he believes, believes it, it was something. It's so, something that's so deep inside of him. Yes. It's not a surface level conversation. It's not like Rocky's speech at the end. Uh, change. <laughs> you can change. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Nobody changed. <laughs> people just either died or got beat up that's the only thing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so and and i appreciated that apollo he pays the consequence for not changing he does 
He pays the con. That's right. But Rocky doesn't. That's the problem. That is <laughs> Rocky doesn't change and there's no consequences no, he, for he, it. Yeah, he keeps winning. <laughs> yeah. But Apollo puts so, it on the line. Like he's like, he knows he has a wife and he has kids. One of them he doesn't know about, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we didn't know that. But like and he the still other kids goes are forward. never mentioned again. <laughs> yeah, but he still moves forward with it. He's like, listen, man, like like in the scene, like um. And, he, you know, like, we got, I got to stop this fight. He's, he's like, don't you stop this fight, no matter yeah. what happens, no if matter you're my what. my friend. Yeah. And I felt that, too. I was like, he meant it. He knew death was a possibility, you know? And, yeah. And um, the speech at the funeral that his trainer gives. Yeah. You know, a warrior has the right to choose how to live and how to die. Right. And that was a pretty poignant moment, you know, where, where you, you realize that, yeah, Apollo, he in that moment when he told Rocky not to throw in the towel, he, he was choosing how to die. Yeah. And whether you agree with it or not, it's still a poignant thing because he believed it so intensely. And that's yes. the thing. That's the thing about either a great hero or a great villain in movies is that they believe something with such intensity. Yeah that all of their actions for good or for ill come from that belief. Yeah. That's why Rocky's character is so terrible in Rocky four, because <laughs> he's got no beliefs. <laughs> he no. is somebody who's just being carried along by the story. And, and you can, you can point to different scenes. Like when he has an argument with Adrian on the stairs and he's yeah. telling her, I'm going to do it. This is who I am. But He's just echoing Apollo. He is echoing. He's a puppet for Apollo. Yeah. yeah. He's 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 bought into Apollo's thing. So he has no thing of his own in this movie. Whereas yeah. in pre prior movies, he had real motivation of his own, real character arc of yeah. his own. And in this one, he's he's just not even a real character, really. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, he like he gets carried in the movie quite a bit, whereas the other actors actually pull it together. And yeah, uh, even Drago's character, even in all the silence, there's something there. This acting yes. in a weird way, you know, of like I'm being controlled. People think I'm dumb, but I'm not, you know, like this whole yeah. thing. There's more to me than what you're seeing in this edit. They, you know, they actually showed him wanting to speak for himself but right. the other kind of russian ambassador guy interrupting and speaking for him everybody's speaking for him everybody's speaking for which him. actually is one of the things that that was stronger about this movie when when he has that moment you know once again really cartoony he picks up the guy with one <laughs> arm and you can tell he's you can tell he's being held up by a wire yeah, it's you so can, obvious yeah, exactly it's so obvious. and for one have you ever tried to pick something up with a boxing glove on no it's impossible it's slippery. Up, let alone a, a human being by the neck <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb you can't even put on your other boxing glove when you no. have one boxing glove on you know <laughs> i mean it's so stupid you know <laughs> but he turns around and he shouts at the russian premiere or whatever they say yeah. i i you know i'm fighting for me you know and so even though it's silly and a complete cartoon, it still has a little bit more poignance in this movie. Yeah, that that his character has a little bit more of an arc in that in that way. And when he when he tells Rocky at the beginning of the fifteenth round to the end, 
through the end. Yeah. You know, it's really echoing the sentiment of the original Rocky movie. Yes. It's not about winning or losing anymore. It's about going the distance. Yep. And once again, you know, I suggested an ending where they stopped fighting. Yeah. Well, what if there was an ending where they didn't stop fighting, but neither of them won? Right. And it was a draw. Yeah. Like the original Rocky movie. Or no, the original Rocky movie, Apollo actually won, but yeah. um uh but you know they they went the he went the distance, Rocky right. goes the distance. Um you know, once once again, just a much it's a much stronger ending. We've already seen that ending, so maybe it's not that strong anymore, oh. but we've also seen Rocky win already. We don't need to see that again. Yeah. Um, once again, the Rocky Balboa movie, much stronger movie because he 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 goes the distance again, he loses again. Mm-hmm. But it's not about beating the opponent; it's about you know him proving to himself that he can still go the distance. Right. You know, and and, and what a stronger message than <laughs> I can still punch <laughs> me punch good. You know, <laughs> me punch you harder than you punch me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's the real message of Rocky Four. Me punch harder than you punch. <laughs> and great music videos. I'm telling you, man, the music is a highlight for me, Simon. It's just it I'm is, a big it is. 80s. Like when he's in his car after talking to There's Adrian. There's no easy way out. There's no shortcut home. <laughs> you know, and Drago's like brooding. He's sweating and he's like in the dark. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is like everything I love about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stylistically, the the movie scores a lot of points. It's got yeah. a lot of style. It's a lot of style, yeah. And there's that style over substance argument right there. Yeah. This movie has more style than any of the other Rocky Rocky movies. Yeah. It's got a very specific editing style, music style, um, uh, just visual style it's so specific that this movie just really stands out in the rocky franchise it does it does you know so uh the re- the other rockies have an aesthetic like the first two rockies especially when he's still kind of not you know yeah. well off and he's not in the mansion he's not wearing the super yeah. nice 80s wardrobe <laughs> they have that inner city philly that's right you know, Rocky Balboa returns to that mm-hmm. aesthetic, you know, and they have they, they have that aesthetic. But this one is just flash, flash, flash. It's flash. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's indicative of the time period, too, a lot with that. It is. It is. Flash, greed. And MTV some Rocky. Right. And you almost <laughs> wonder, I, at least I wonder, and it's kind of like you see Rocky in the mansion stuff. And you, you say, at least I thought to myself, like, he shouldn't be there. Like. This is yeah. not him. Like, so, you know, he came into the money, but he was not like a money guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of hard to imagine somebody like Rocky wanting to live in a palatial estate. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a nice house. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe for security reasons, maybe if you're that big of a star, you need some kind of sure security gated community or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, but you know, I mean, it is realistic, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know any boxer who's had that kind of success who doesn't 
you know, live like that. Of course. Yeah. Just Rocky, uh, like his whole persona is like this dopey guy, kind of. It's yeah. like, I don't know, like, is he supposed to be wearing a sweater like that? <laughs> it's like, <you> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's never addressed, but it should have been addressed in those later movies that somebody's dressing Rocky. Yeah. He's not dressing himself. There's anymore. No way he's dressing himself, man. Because he <laughs> like, used to dress like he was he was the white member of Run DMC. <laughs> he you know, he had yeah, the hat. You know? He had the leather jacket. The jacket He'd walk yeah. around just bouncing a rubber ball everywhere he went. Yeah, you know, he's a real simple guy. It's like somebody's like weird uncle walking around the street, kind of or something like that. Yeah. You know, but going to concerts. <laughs> it's just like he wouldn't be wearing this designer like you know, like sweatshirts, these koofy things and stuff. It's yeah. like, there's a pile. I love that scene. It's like all this money and all this stuff. It doesn't mean a thing. You know, it's, it's like, exactly. Yeah. And I love that line too. I was like, man, the, man, Carl Weathers delivers such a passionate scene every time he's in it. He, no, he's, I don't know why he wasn't a bigger star or right. hasn't been a bigger star than, right. he, than he was because I mean, he, not only is he super handsome, right? He's buff, he's ripped, but he's got the intensity of the acting chops, chops. to really carry yeah. any movie. Like, and and he shows that he has great comedic chops in uh, <laughs> yes, Arrested Happy Development. Gilmore. Arrested Development, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I mean, it's hilarious, man. I mean, he he seemed and and in Arrested Development, he seems to really show that he has a great like he seems to be a, a pretty humble yeah person with a great um yeah. sense of humor about himself because he's playing himself as a guy who just mo mooches off of everybody <laughs> yeah <you know>? i mean <laughs> he may have tripped up when he did action jackson in the 80s that may have, that may have been a problem <laughs> like, maybe <laughs> you think that sabotaged his whole career maybe a little bit i mean i remember watching i was like i, I don't like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know i mean He's somebody who played opposite the biggest action stars of the time. Right. He, he played opposite Man, Arnold. Predator. He played our opposite Stallone. Yeah. He should have. And I mean, once again, I don't want to sound too woke, but the only reason I can think of that he wasn't a star of his own movie is that he was black. Right. <laughs> right. He's every bit as handsome and charismatic and he's a better actor than oh. both Arnold and Sylvester Easily. Stallone. So <laughs> he makes you feel something in Rocky Four and all the like serious, like those scenes when he's in, he's like, you just feel the tension. Like he believed there was real tension between like the Russia and he's like, no, we can't let these guys come here and yeah. show us like we got to do something about this. Roger's yeah. like, hey, you know, uh, yeah. hey, man, I mean, it's, maybe it's OK. You know, maybe okay. uh, maybe they should hack Hillary's email. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm going to okay. drive up to my, my statue. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to throw my helmet at it. You know, you know what was really funny, you know, at the beginning of this cut of the movie, they rehash Rocky three. Right. Right. And, and I'm assuming they're showing that, that he decided to do this to solidify the relationship between Rocky and Apollo. Right. Um, because if you don't remember that, then it's hard to imagine, you know, to buy into all this stuff, I guess. You know? Yeah. Um, but I, I LOL'd at the scene and I didn't remember it being funny 
to me uh, when I watched it, when I've ever watched it before, but when he walks, when he drives up his motorcycle to the statue and he throws his helmet at it and it's this really intense emotional moment. And then he has to walk his, his motorbike. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just kind of this like, do, 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 walk the bike back so that I could, it's like, couldn't they have staged that a little bit better so so that he could have just driven away without having to walk it back awkwardly. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Uh, It would have been a real easy edit to just cut out the walking back part and just show him driving away. I know. (laughs) I wasn't sure what the decision was. It's just like walking. I'm like, what is the, I saw that too. I was like, what is this? I was like, okay. Well, maybe it's a new thing. <laughs> <Crack me laughs> up, man. I was like, follow up this intense emotional moment with, gotta back up the old bike. And <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I've I've been to the museum steps mm-hmm. where that's filmed. Yeah. I don't recall there being a way to ride your bike up and down, but I, 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 it's been a long time since I've been there. So maybe I'm just not remembering correctly, but that seems like one of those movie lie moments. Yeah. I've been there too. And I I don't think there's a way to go. It's not, you know, they put something there. I don't know. (laughs) My siblings and I all ran up the steps, you know, we all did the whole thing. We all did the whole thing. Right. But that's like, you get those great, like actually seeing that, that collage of stuff in the beginning from part three actually made me want to watch part three again. Yeah. Because I, Mr. T's character was incredible. I thought in that movie, man, that movie, I mean, talk about once again, like Mr. T isn't, isn't an actor with a lot of range, right? But what's amazing about Mr. T is that he's probably as a person, he's probably the worst person Rocky fights. Right. He's just not a great human being. Right, right. But he's also in the right when he challenges Rocky to, to the fight right. and he says that he's been dodging him. He's also right. And so he's, so it's hard to really hate him. But at the same time, he seems like such a mean, yeah, mean individual that doesn't yeah. have many redeeming qualities to him. But in real life, Mr. T is like the nicest man on the planet. Yeah, he is so full of positive energy. He's mm-hmm. so opposite the Clubber Lang persona. Yeah. Yes, that it's really an interesting thing to to see him in that movie and then know what he's like in real life. Uh, that's I always find that amazing about anybody who acts and they're able to perform and take on these personas, and yeah. that are drastically different than who they are as actual people living in the world for yeah. that and it's a tremendous thing because like i mean i really hated him in those movies i just i couldn't stand them because <laughs> you know when you're especially when you're a kid and you're watching like i want rocky to win Yay. yeah yeah <laughs> but they did their job they made you feel like he's the villain and he needs to overcome losing the title to this guy to trash talk adrian Hey girl, yeah. <laughs> like, hey woman, the real hey man. woman, hey woman, <laughs> hey woman, get come over tonight with me and get with real man. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, Mr. T. Um, <laughs> if it weren't for Apollo, he'd be my favorite guy that Rocky, yeah. Fought, but Apollo you know, endured. It's like when Apollo died, 
I felt that back in the day when I first saw it. I was like, I can't believe Apollo's dead. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Like It was a real moment. That that was one of the scenes that they did re-edit. Yeah. And it was interesting to see that they re-edited it they, to make it go by faster so yeah. that you don't blame Rocky as much. Yeah, in yeah. This cut exactly. for not throwing in the towel because right. it seems to happen so much faster than it, it did in the in the original cut of the movie. It really goes slow, and so you yeah. have all this time to blame Rocky for not throwing in the towel. Like throw in the towel, man. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah, it's an exhibition, <laughs> dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but by exhibition, this doesn't happen in exhibitions like this. Like no. I mean, are you serious? I mean, James Brown's coming out there, and I'll, that was another thing. Yeah. So I live in America. And I oh, thought man. that whole scene, like I never thought about it in the past the way I thought about it now, that whole yeah. scene. Because it was just like, it was just strange to me, honestly. Like, it was. You juxtapose it with how things are and kind of the cultural things going on now with James Brown with a perm and all these dancers <laughs> I live in America. Oh man, it's so Stand good. Out. He's so good. Like, I mean, it's awesome. Like I'm like dancing to it. I'm like, oh baby. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make a baby to that song, but I you mean, don't. You know, New York uh, City, <laughs> Atlanta, LA. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I mean, that's where the movie falls short once again, though, because it it builds up all of this great potential for messaging about nationalism false nationalism false i should nationalism, say false yeah. nationalism this false pride in where you're from it never addresses that the americans who booed drago i mean i mean the russians change and start chanting for rocky right for some unknown reason yeah i, I just know, like all of a sudden it's it's really phony it really so you know it, it, when you're when you're a little kid it makes sense because you're a kid and you're dumb. Yeah. But exactly. as a grown up, you're just like, well, this, this is kind of silly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is really silly, but yeah. it did remind me of a moment very recently uh, where the golden state warriors go and play against the Brooklyn nets and the crowds cheering for Steph Curry right. and they're chanting MVP for Steph Curry, which Steph Curry Talk about superhuman. Oh, incredible. I mean, gosh, you know, I just, I can't even, I can't even fathom being that good at something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Licking that your wrist kind of, from like half court, basically, and yeah. hitting three pointers. That kind of virtuosic talent is so once in a lifetime. Yeah. Are, what's wrong with us? that by and large we don't just celebrate virtuosic talent but instead we tribalize ah uh, yes and this movie demonstrates that tribalism as nationalism instead of just rooting for great sportsmen and great sportsmanship booing somebody who is great like no. i could never boo steph curry no you know what I mean? Uh, he could be, you know, 
my team's the Lakers, you know, yeah. by default, because oh, you know. I've just always been a Laker guy. <laughs> I, they, they suck. I get it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's OK, you know, sure. but I don't boo them. You know, I, I don't like the way they're playing, but I don't boo them because they're great athletes doing the best yeah. they can. And if the Golden State Warriors come to town and Steph Curry does a number on them, I'm cheering for Steph Curry. Yeah. Just, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> not because I'm betraying the Lakers, but because I'm recognizing greatness. Yeah. And I don't care where it's from. Most definitely. And that messaging could have snuck its way into this movie, but it, it doesn't. could have. Yeah, it doesn't sneak its way in because we don't have time for character arcs and for people no. to actually show growth and change. <laughs> They're yeah. cheering for him. Yeah. <laughs> the guy pushes his head. I'm like, really? I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it, you know. <laughs> so, um, uh, when when Rocky is told Adrian that he's gonna go fight, you know, Drago, and I laughed and and I turned to Shannon and I said, you know, if Drago had killed one of my friends, I would have said, here's some more of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no way yeah. I'm gonna go in the ring with this guy yeah. and try to avenge my friends. I'd be like, yeah. no, no, no. Here's some more friends. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, take them all. <laughs> I mean, and maybe that, that 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 that'll give the listener a little bit of where uh, you know maybe you shouldn't talk and listen to me because I'm an absolute chicken, but uh, <laughs> but I'm also just very realistic, and I know I would die. <laughs> What's the point in dying? Yeah. What purpose has that served? Right. You know. I, that's the thing with the Apollo character. I only thing I would like to see, like they show his wife and his kids a little bit. I would have loved a little bit more with an interaction between him and his partner. Uh-huh. And what was her thoughts behind it? Does she support Apollo no matter what? Yeah. Even if he felt this way, you know, you get Adrian's side of the deal, how she yep. feels, but you don't get Apollo's other half about it. And I think I would have liked that because he's yeah. so, in, I imagine them having this intensity together about it, you know? Yes. Intense arguments. Yeah. You know, you got, we got kids, you know, these little kids, yeah. and, you know, you can't like, be doing this, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Here, here's a question for you. Did you find in most of the added scenes, did you find the acting to be clunky? I found it very clunky, especially when I think there was a scene. I want to make sure I remember this was actually an extra scene when they asked Drago, can't you speak for yourself? And he was like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was extra. Yes. And, That's how he said it. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. Dolph Lundgren is like, is he Norwegian? He is a uh, Swedish, I believe, actually. Swedish. We looked it up. Yeah. His real name is not Dolph, actually. What it is was, it? It's some. Um, it's Hans. Hans, Hans Lundgren. Hans Lundgren, and the, yeah, it doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> like no, it's like it it's tough. You know, it doesn't sound yeah. as tough. <laughs> I am Hans. Dolph. He is Franz. We are here Hans to bump you up. <laughs> yeah. 
Dolph is an interesting choice. It is an interesting choice. I don't know yeah. too many people whose name is Dolph. <laughs> yeah. So, Dolph. yeah. I, 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 once upon a time, I knew more about Dolph Lundgren, but refreshing my memory, he's an Olympic. Was he in the Olympics? I don't know. I actually, I don't know a lot about him. I just know that. I know he's big into martial arts. Yeah. Um, I know he was just a great athlete. He's obviously a very tall, handsome mm -hmm. guy. But it was interesting to get somebody who's a non-actor, somebody who's never acted before, to get them to play a Swedish guy, to get him to play a Russian guy, yeah. you know, who doesn't get many, many lines. No. Um, I, I don't know how difficult it is to be Swedish and do a Russian accent, um, but Dolph doesn't really pull it off very well. He doesn't. Um, he sounds very American sounding in a couple of them. Yeah. I'm like, what? That, uh, he, lapsed, he lapsed in that accent there, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, you know, I don't know if dialect coaches were that much of a thing back then. Right. But yeah. It, it sure seems like they could have helped him out more or, yeah. the, you know, but who knows? But I think by the time that Creed rolls around, my point in saying this is that he's been in like 100 movies since yeah. then. And a lot of bad movies, honestly, like really bad. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, but, you know, I get it. He's trying to work and stuff. I mean, exactly. I remember Universal Soldier. I was really into that, though, man. When he was yeah. in, with John Claude, yeah. I was super into that movie. Honestly, I haven't watched that in like 20 years. I could go for watching that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he, he has grown as an actor. He's grown enough that he can be in a Rocky movie. Yeah, <laughs> he can he can be more in a Rocky movie. That's why I was disappointed that he wasn't more in that draw because he he'd been in the uh, Expendables movies. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, nobody has a big part in those movies except right. Stallone. Right. You know, because, <laughs> of course. But but um, they obviously had still have a really good working relationship with one another and everything. And it just would have been nice if Stallone would have taken the time to just written a script that would have been more drago intensive so we could have seen more out of this character because yeah. the footage obviously from this director's cut the footage just wasn't there yeah you know I mean, right. it, it, to 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 expand rocky for to where i to what i think sylvester stallone was hoping he could expand it to yeah you know what i mean yeah and, and so i i just don't think there's any amount of editing that's going to give depth to Rocky four because yeah. the footage wasn't there to begin with. The script yeah, wasn't right. there to begin yeah. with. Yeah. But down the road in this Creed movie, you have this chance to really do some justice to it. And then, and it just didn't, you know, and once again, just kind of glazed over that story Yeah. and gave it a few nice moments, but moments don't make a story. That's true. Yeah. You know, they just make moments. And I think that's oftentimes the difference between a movie that we enjoyed and we even like loved. Let's just put it that way. Like, yeah. like this Rocky four movie. I can still say that I, I kind of love this movie. <laughs> Me too. Despite all the criticisms, but it's just a movie of moments. It is. It's not a cohesive. Let's just call it film. Yeah. I mean, especially when you dissect it and compare it to Rocky one and Rocky two, especially. Yeah. But even Rocky three, which is also is a much lesser film than Rocky one and two, right. but it's still a strong 
kind of rocky movie it's still yeah it's rocky three is also almost you can see it moving that way rocky three is kind of a movie of moments as well it's true but but it has a strong enough through line that, that it's still a pretty good film but and, and the moments are so strong yeah like when like the interactions between rocky and mick in rocky three oh. are so strong so strong and then rocky adapting to apollo and they're seeing their relationship grow that's so strong yeah and even rocky's relationship with paulie you know him bailing him out of jail at the beginning yeah. they yeah. have the little scuffle in the parking lot <laughs> yeah. and and all this stuff uh all those moments are so strong that you forgive rocky three for all of its weaknesses yeah rocky four is harder to forgive for its weaknesses because the moments just aren't as strong yeah and they just yeah. never were and, and this re-edit tries to make them stronger but it just wasn't there to begin with <laughs> yeah and so i think it's unlike a lot of movies that are shot nowadays they're almost shot with the idea of having a tremendous amount of footage for a director's cut that you could follow mm -hmm. it up with something the camera's always rolling no matter what in between yeah. and it's gonna you're gonna get a documentary out of it you're gonna get a lot of stuff coming from that universe not just the movie and i think if it was in this time you may have a more robust two-hour movie two an hour 15 minute director's cut because there was just so much footage and i think you're right i just don't think there's enough footage I yeah. think they had to scrap together whatever little morsels they had you know, <laughs> and just insert little tiny, like five second scenes sometimes, yeah. you know, like. Because they they use so much footage from previous Rocky films. Yeah. And this movie is still a really Spartan runtime. Yeah. It's really short. And, and especially story-wise, it's really short. Yeah. Because, you know, we get two fights and basically kind of two training montages the pre-Adrian coming to Russia and the yeah. post-Adrian coming to Russia, like montages. And then you get this excessively long, you know, end fight. I mean, excessively <laughs> long end fight. <laughs> to the point where you're just like, knock me out, you know? Yeah, hit the one in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rock, hit the one in the middle. Is it just me or did those jokes land better years ago? They landed I better. I didn't laugh at it this time. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It felt like, I, and I don't even know if those instances were re-edited. You have to put them side by side to, to, to know really, but it felt like those moments just landed, but maybe we yeah. were just younger and we just liked it, even if it didn't land. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I tell you a part that I love, maybe this sounds really cheesy. But in a fighting movie, like where his trainer says, you know, you got to go out all your heart, all your, you know, all, all your heart, all your power, bring all yeah. your love. Yeah. And I don't know why that hit me in a certain way, because it seems so opposite of what you would tell somebody to bring all your love in for this. But I love yeah. that line. I just love it so much. That, that, that's, a, that's a really good discussion right there to have to talk about the multifaceted of human of our humanity yeah yeah and that when we're in a fight with somebody and i don't mean a physical violently yeah. fight you know or whatever I, I was just having this conversation with somebody recently talking about marriage and i said i think marriage is uh the art of taking sides with somebody even when you know they're wrong 
Yeah. Because that's that love. And, and I said, that doesn't mean you don't argue. Yeah. That doesn't mean you don't disagree. That means you're disagreeing in the way where you're still both on the same side. Right, right. That's coming into an argument with love. That's coming into a fight with love. Yeah. And that's bringing that humanity to something like a sport. Yes. Where you don't actually hate the other person. You don't actually want right. to kill anybody. Right. You love and appreciate the talent the work, the effort, the heart, the, the drive of the other person. And you're just trying, trying to see who, who wants it bad enough, I guess, or maybe, maybe who's the better, you know, yeah. sometimes it's not about who's better. It's about who was better that day. Yeah. What happened that day, you know, you yeah. play a hundred times <laughs> and you never, the outcome could be back and forth. You know, like yeah. <laughs> maybe it is lopsided sometimes, but I just love is just like, to say that word love, bring all your love to this fight. You know, like, I don't hear that. I never yeah. hear that in sports. And it brings up a larger thing is I was telling my wife, I was like, where are the good sports movies nowadays, by the way? Where yeah. are these movies? It's like nobody yeah. wants to make a good sports movie anymore. Like, I don't know of a good one since Warrior. Like, where, like, where is it? Where are they? Yeah. <laughs> Warrior is a, is a good one for us to dissect on, yeah. another, on another podcast. But where are they? Like, there's yeah. like there's no effort to create anything close to like an any given Sunday, the program, yeah. you know, whatever it is, whatever version of sports movie there is, you know. Because in sports, it's an endless mind, you know, to, to, to tap into. Yeah, you'll you'll never. You'll never run out of the analogy and the way that sports progress and, and mm. how they change and evolve and how uh, the, the culture of sports evolves and stuff like that. It's a never ending goldmine of great oh. um, analogy and metaphor and, and all these things. Where's the blue chips with Nick Nolte, man? Yeah. Like, that's a great <laughs> sports movie. Point shaving and it stuff is. and Jack and Penny Hardaway. It it's amazing, oh, man. man. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, did you forget about Space Jam 2? No, because I don't watch it. No, <laughs> I don't see it either. I'm not no, watching I'm not that watching that stuff. stuff. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what was the other one? Uh, Uncle, Uncle, some Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. I didn't watch that no, one either. But, I don't need you know, to watch yeah. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, you know, like I remember, like the 90s had so many hits for sports movies. And it's yeah. like, well, we're not doing those movies anymore. And it's kind of like the superhero arc start taking over and stuff. It's like, where are the sports movies, man? Yeah. No, it would be, oh, I guess our, our version of a, a remake of 48 hours needs to be a sports version I know, version of it. come on. You know? <laughs> where are the replacements? That was funny. I mean, come on. The replacements is great. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean. Uh, and I just love sports so much and I don't care what sport it is. Right. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, because all sports, you know, hang on similar metaphors, although you can get something very different out of each one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you no, know, you're right. It's, it's, uh, and maybe we're not being fair. Maybe we just haven't seen them. Maybe they're out there. Maybe. Um, but they're being overshadowed. Yeah by all the latest blockbusters right which most of which you know when did we need to have a blockbuster every month <laughs> right 
You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's true. And, and when, you know, we, we used to be like block, but like the summer blockbusters, summer blockbusters. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but now it's like the summer blockbuster season every month. <laughs> yeah. Part of that is the whole superhero craze, the whole, sure. you know, Disney owning everything now. I yeah. mean, and they just yeah. want to capitalize on, on everything all the time. Yeah. It's not a big blockbuster. It's the latest, you know, uh, streaming show and everything yeah. like that, you know, so. And they're just really milking this stuff. Holy cow, are I mean, they milking this milking stuff? It. You know, I have some insight into that a little bit because I had a couple of film directors on the podcast and uh, Hollywood TV uh, folks. And it used to be that, you know, you would shoot everything like January, February when you were on like a TV schedule yeah. for things. And then once streaming happened and all this, that they got rid of that whole schedule. So now they just shoot constantly throughout the year. So yeah. you're getting blockbusters all the time because there's no like seasonality to shooting movies anymore. Mm. Hey, it must be good for work. I think it's probably great for work. But if you're in that industry, you're probably thinking this is fantastic right. because I'm working all the time. You're working a lot. But I guess that's what's really changed Hollywood. And obviously with the streaming, now things are coming out straight to platforms versus movie yeah. theaters or simultaneously like the matrix coming out resurrections you know movie theater hbo max yeah. you know type of thing so last thing uh, i know we're running out of time yeah. but um good. have you have you uh watched oh gosh midnight mass on netflix i definitely have all of the episodes man i haven't finished it yet Oh my gosh. <laughs> that that's worthy of a podcast episode. That, Midnight that... Mass is one of my favorite series of all time. Of all time. So so I haven't finished it, but um, like I say, but so far, I'm like four episodes in. So far, I'm gonna agree with you. Dude, I, it gets you know, better. It gets yeah. better after like crazy better. Because my favorite part of it is all the conversations you know the 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 story so far for me the story uh you know the the um supernatural part of the story yeah has served for just so many great conversations and for me that's the whole point and that's you know i'm yeah. Don't spoil anything for me, but I'm actually kind of worried about the it going in a different direction. But I, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm a big X Files fan. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And one of the things I love about the X Files is that they spend just a lot of time just talking about stuff, you know, and and yeah. looking around and seeing and you know, and there's not a whole lot of action. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've been really happy about with this Midnight <laughs> Mass show is that you get a few glimpses, mm -hmm. you know, of things happening, but it's mostly these really intense, very insightful, extremely deep conversations. Yes. Well, the director, Mike Flanagan, is an excellent director, and he's done but a lot of excellent movies, but he talks like, when you're done watching the whole thing, you got to read his interview about the movie and why he made every episode the way he did. 
And like, I think you would really like it because you like the deep stuff. I like it too. But yeah. like, it just makes, it just makes sense. Like there's a scene, I won't tell you what it is, but there's a scene where like, it ends pretty dramatically. Uh-huh. And there's almost like this nothingness. And he says, I did that because that's how it would be in real life. That's what would happen. It wouldn't, it's not yeah. a movie. This is what would happen in real life if this thing happened to another person. Yeah. I love that. You know, I, that was I, so I like it's true. It's so true. Yeah. I love that. And, and it, all right, we, we need to save it. Uh, you you know, gotta, we, I'm we telling just, you, we like, just, it's worth we just like need to, we, we just a need, ton of like, time. Next month, we just need to, like, talk about this show. You watch it, I'm, and I'm ready. I'm already ready, man. Yeah, you watch it. We'll do it, Midnight Mass, because it's it's a big conversation. Huge I mean, conversation. Talk about the opposite of Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, big from, you know, Monsignor Pruitt and the supernatural aspect of it to the people on the eye. I mean, it's just like everything is gets really developed big time. Monsignor Pruitt is one of my favorite characters. I, I think ever. He's amazing. And that actor is just so good. I mean, I, 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 I don't know if I've seen him in anything else. He looks familiar to me, but I, like I watched him, like I was, okay, let's, before we stop, I am obsessed with Midnight Mass so much so that I would go back and watch like the, like the interviews that they did with all the actors. Uh-huh. And the guy who plays Monsignor Pruitt, he seems like a crazy guy in real life. Like, like really like, <laughs> he's oh, like really interesting. jumpy like really jumpy guy like super animated and it's like but like his role like how he performs and and you'll see like his arc is awesome it's it's awesome man like you're gonna love it you're gonna literally love you're gonna you're not gonna want it to end when it ends you're gonna be like please don't end please oh man (laughs) well just his sermons oh he gives and, and and once again, we got to just save it. But <laughs> I, I mean, even when I'm not completely agreeing with him, I still wish he was my pastor. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I still just like this is how preaching supposed to be done. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is the in depth conversation that Christianity should be having. And and for those who haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, but it's coming from a weird place. <laughs> once you watch the show and you realize where it's coming from it is but these are the conversations that christianity needs, needs to be having with itself yes not with yes. the rest of the world <laughs> these are the conversations christianity needs to be having with itself and totally we'll, agree we'll talk about that next episode totally agree i actually have a guest coming on in a couple of weeks and our whole conversation is about christian nationalism mm. and ending how to end Christian nationalism, actually, in the sense that um, of this crazy turn that's taken towards almost this Trump Christian nationalism, this crazy ultra evangelical over the top, yeah, very antithesis of what's actually the truth behind it type, this craziness. Uh, I think you'll be interested, I think, in the conversation. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. I'm tuning in for that for sure. Yeah, that's, that's a I, big I try one. to tune into all your episodes. No, I appreciate yeah, it. I man. mean, it, it's, it's, 
that that's a conversation i i'm i really want to have with every you know it's like i just want to gather all of a you know i i'm not familiar enough with african christians to have this cool. conversation with them i want to gather up all the american christians yeah, and just yeah. have this conversation <laughs> You know, and it needs to be a tough love conversation. Yeah. You know, like I mean? Monsignor Pruitt, man. Yeah. yeah. It, it like... just needs to be, you know, uh, you know, it, it, if I could summarize it in, in just a couple of words, get your shit together. Exactly. Get your <laughs> shit together, man. Exactly. Well said. A good way to end yeah. the whole segment there. Simon, I love our friendship that we've moved beyond even this amazing 12 pro albums project now we're doing movies man how yeah, cool is that it's fantastic know? i'm loving this yeah thank you for suggesting it and uh it's just any chance i get to spend time with you i'm very grateful for yeah me as well man me as well yeah thanks man i appreciate you all right i'll talk to you real soon all right man